Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. WGR. Here's the American dream. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. Sports Radio 550. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Sports Talk Saturday. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Oh, Dusty Rhodes. No one introduces... Me or any show quite like Dusty Rhodes does. Well, welcome in everybody. Sports Talk Saturday. We're live here from Batavia Downs at the Legends and Stars memorabilia and autograph show. And uh, sitting next to me, as he does every time we get to be here at Batavia Downs, is my good pal, Ryan Hazenauer. Ryan. Nate. How are you, my friend? Uh, buddy, I'm doing great. Thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Thanks, everybody, from WGR. Jerry had us on on uh, Friday to kind of pump everybody up. So uh, you guys are a big part of making this a success. So thanks. Well, of course, um, man, this is um, one of my favorite things to do. Now that COVID's over, now we get to do these, you know, like two, sometimes three times a year. Uh, I'm always excited and, and always uh, thrilled to be back here at Batavia Downs, A, uh, because of all of the great stuff on the show floor here, but B, the lineup of guests that you and everyone here uh, work together to, to get here live, to do autographs, and man, uh, we've got quite a lineup as you normally do, but We'll talk a little bit before we get into this lineup, Ryan. Um, folks, twelve or kids twelve and under, free admission. Yep. So if you want to bring your kids down uh, and they're under twelve, they get in for free. Can't beat that. How much does it cost for an adult to get in here, and what can they expect when they hit the show floor? So you get ten dollars for uh, just ten bucks to get in, but you get ten dollars back in free play. So if you're coming without your kids and you're over eighteen, their ten dollars is going to be right on the gaming floor waiting for you once you get your free play. So that's all set. You know, you bring uh, yourself or your kids down here, bring your memorabilia in to get signed. While well, the fine folks, LegendsStars.net has the signing times. They've got signing times all over the building, though. You can see it every place. 
price uh, in here. We've got it just posted up so people can see. Uh, but the prices are on there on the website. And, you know, like you said, there's 70 memorabilia tables out there. Really just a nice thing to kind of walk around and see things. Uh, for the parents out there, yes, there are Pokemon cards here. So uh, I know that when my son was here last time to meet Chad Michael Murray with my wife, um, we did end up leaving here with uh, our fair share of Pokemon cards. So uh, there is something for everybody here today. There certainly is. And, you know, I mean, memorabilia, cards. I mean, this is stuff that has never maybe been more popular than it is right now. Um, the ability to come in here and kind of see what people have, see what people have to offer, some unique things, unique items, whether it's sports-related or, as you mentioned, whether it's Pokemon or uh, or what have you here, pennants. It's, it's more than just cards. It's more than just kind of your basic memorabilia. This is really a, a very unique show for the area. And, again, uh, something right now that's incredibly popular. I mean, I see somebody with a Hall of Fame helmet coming up here to uh, to get signed. we got Joe DeLamalier, uh, who's going to be up on stage. Billy Shaw, so two former Buffalo Bills right. hanging out here today. Doug Flutie, 1130. Scott Norwood, 1130. Then you got some of the, the 90s era uh, and, and early 2000s era Bills. Peerless Price, Antoine Smith. Um, so what a great lineup of former Bills. But it's not just former Bills and Sabres. That's, that's kind of the focus today. But obviously, my man... I mean, Rudy's going to be here at 2 o'clock. Rudy Rudiger, the original Rudy Rudiger. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, obviously the inspiration for the movie Rudy. He'll be on stage at 2 o'clock today, but he'll be here today and tomorrow. This is a two-day event here at Batavia Down. So talk a little bit about what people can expect if they can't make it down today, what they can expect tomorrow on Sunday. And like you said, Nate, you know, there's a very uh, good mix of uh, Buffalo uh, hockey and football today kind of on this day. But tomorrow, they're changing it up a little bit. There's still going to be some um, some Buffalo folks tomorrow. James Cook's going to be here tomorrow, but tomorrow's going to be really interesting because what they've done at Legend Stars is really branched out with a lot of different uh, sports. Tomorrow, for the first time in my memory, uh, they're going to have some Buffalo lacrosse players here. Uh, you know, you got Dehoga Nadakoke, you've got De the great Dane Smith, you've got Josh Byrne, um, you got those guys coming in, and they're going to be here in the afternoon. Um, of course, Derek Coleman, a lot of folks at WGR, of yep. course, graduated from Syracuse with the Newman House there, so um, or Newhouse, I should say. So there, uh, Derek Coleman's going to be here. You got Jim Rice and Rafael Pomerano. You got two uh, MLB guys there. Paul Coffey, legendary. I know. Emmett's an Oiler. If you uh, if you got to get a, you got to get like one of those wooden Paul Coffey sticks and oh, kind of get one of those signed because yeah. that's. That's a cool the, thing to have. The coffee yeah. flex. I mean, come on. <laughs> and then for you boxing fans, we've got uh, Jerry Cooney, Larry Holmes, and Rain Boom Boom Mancini. You just can't say Ray Mancini without putting the boom boom no, in between. No, that's not. It's, it's frankly, it's not right. <laughs> right. So uh, again, you know, we haven't had they haven't had boxers here in a while. I think they had Leon Spinks here maybe five or six years ago. But uh, to have that, uh, to have some. A good mix of folks uh, coming in from different sports. And for you Steelers fans, there are Steelers fans in Western New York, you can get up early and get here for Rocky Blyer, Jack Hammond, Lewis Lips. Three Steelers kicking us off tomorrow. So, 11 a.m. Yeah. So Not too bad. There's still a lot of stuff to do, uh, you know, both days. And again, like I said, James Cook, current Buffalo football player, will be here tomorrow as well. And I just drove in from Amherst. It is a straight 28, 30-minute drive right from Amherst. Mm -hmm. It's 35 minutes, 40 minutes from the city. It's an easy drive up here, uh, but it, you can make a whole day of it, right? I mean, you can come up here. You can oh, yeah. come for the signings. You can head over to the restaurant as well. Uh, so, yep. tell, you know, I mean, it's more than just coming here and getting stuff signed and leave. You can have lunch. Uh, you, there, there's a lot to do here at Batavia Downs. There, most of the WGR staff, you know, whether it's Brian Cozio, whether it's uh, our rep to the stars, Bridget, uh, 
everyone is a big fan of the chicken fingers here. Yes. So we yes, do we have are. those here at the Home Stretch Grill, which is open, and you can visit that if you're coming to the show. That's open for minors. Later on tonight, if you do want to have some fine dining in Fortune's Steakhouse, uh, that is open to minors as well. On the middle of the gaming floor at the Labatt Blue Zone, Thurman's 34 Rush Restaurant. That's just adults only, 18+. plus. But uh, sports on all day. I mean, there's uh, soccer on right now. There's a there's Jake Paul boxing match bo- on today. Boxing match. we got football. Or Sorry. Well, actually, is there XFL today? There might be. There is XFL Yeah, today. there you go. So yeah. I didn't even misspeak. There is football today. The legend of A.J. McCarron. Did you see his second comeback uh, come for behind victory the other night? I watched a little bit of that. I missed the very end. I was in the middle of something. But I did watch a little bit of that game. College basketball on today. Everyone's yeah. getting geared up. I'm That's going right. to March Albany. Madness. I'm going to Albany for the first round in a couple weeks. Very I can't nice. wait for that. Very nice. So, uh, but, you know, Genesee County is so beautiful, too. Oliver's Candies is here. Um, there's a lot of shopping uh, in the plazas around Batavia Downs. So, yeah, as you said, Nate, a quick, easy drive. Whether you're listening in Buffalo or Rochester, just uh, take the 90 down here to exit 48 for today's show. So uh, before I let you mingle around, we'll have you back throughout the program today. Um, how about those boys yesterday? Yeah, I, uh, I was. Oh, wait, wait. How, I yeah. should say this. How about Craig Anderson yesterday? Standing on his Who head. I would have thought would be at this kind of show at 41. He'd right. be here signing autographs, not making 51 saves yeah. in a hugely important game um, that now has put them in a playoff spot with 24 games remaining on their 25 games remaining on their schedule. I just, you know, quick reaction to yesterday. I mean, just what an unbelievable performance from the 41 year old making 10 more saves than his age. It was it was great to see. And I got to tell you, the thing that made me just absolutely just get so excited is seeing. Uh, Krebs seeing Dylan Cousins, seeing those guys not take any guff from uh, Mr. Kachuk. Yeah, what a bully. I know. <laughs> I just last night I was like, yeah, hit the showers, buddy. You're yeah. It's like your old man. That's right. You know, it's like, oh, I just love seeing that we have a little bit of that because, quite frankly, you know, I don't know if the Sabres had that in years past. They didn't have a little grit sign, sandpaper. Yeah. You know, we didn't have right. that. And I don't want anyone messing with our stars. I don't want anyone messing with Tage, although Tage can certainly handle himself. Yeah, he's no a, I'm not sure too many guys are going up to Tage looking for battles. But he's, right. he's, he's thin, but he's, you know, yeah, he's wiry. He, he's wiry for sure. So, you know, it's great to see that this team is young and has a lot of you know, vim and vinegar in them. And, yeah. you know, I just I'm really excited to watch the team down the stretch it's gonna be great yeah I you know I, I just think like after after what Thursday night when they're it, it, listen if you would have told me that after that Toronto game they were gonna go to Florida and pull four points out of Florida out of that trip I mean I, I would have thought and listen I mean we, we've been talking about over the last two three weeks this stretch over the next month or so where you're playing the Islanders three times I mean right. that's a lot of hockey against the team that you are right there with who's right ahead of you in the wild card race you've got the Washington Capitals who are fading now kind of moving some pieces are they sort of signaling that they're moving out of this playoff race for good pittsburgh fading down the stretch they're old they've got old legs um right like this is this is a a stretch of games here the caps they obviously played tampa again coming up here but this is a stretch of games for the sabers where i was thinking if you go 500 you'll give yourself a chance with in the final 10 games to sort of make a run at this and make a go at the playoffs but now i'm thinking could you get yourself ahead of the game a little bit against some of these teams that maybe you're not expecting to go back to or or host a tampa bay and beat them on a six to five kind of stretch by the way the first time since 2013 since the tampa bay lightning scored five goals in a game and did not win oh wow what a the great longest stat. streak in NHL history. Wow. 
I, it was incredible to see. And I tell, Nate, you know what I'm looking forward to? It's a nice 65 degree day. Me wearing shorts, mm. party in the plaza. Yes, with us trying to make the playoffs. It, it, and hopefully we wrap it up so it doesn't come down to that last game versus Ottawa, uh, the last home game. Right. You know, I hopefully we wrap it up before then. But oh man, to be able to be outside with all of Buffalo, getting uh. ready for. Hopefully, save. Well, imagine hockey. what that arena will be like. That that arena, uh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and you know, I, I think about this too. I, I I've been thinking a lot about like what playoffs again would be here, even if you end up getting in that second position, that second wild card spot, and you do end up having to play Boston, which I don't think anybody here is going to think that the Sabres are going to go and play Boston and push that gate, that series to seven or something. I mean, right. that's right now that, I mean, they're an absolute buzzsaw, but man, you win a game at home or you pull one game out of that and you get the vibes going into next season where you make the playoffs in a year, you probably weren't thinking you were going to make it. Right. And you know, you put on a performance down the stretch. And, and I think the thing about the Sabres team, Ryan, is maybe less about what they're doing right now, but what they're doing now after having an eight-game losing streak earlier this season right. and putting themselves in a hole to sort of bury themselves out of and or, or dig themselves out of. And, and they have done that. They've really dug themselves out of a really difficult position. And I think that's the most impressive part for a team with, you know, a young head coach who doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience. Right. Young leadership on this team outside of Okposo, I mean you know Dylan Cousins is a young young player and Alex Tuck doesn't have a ton of experience in the NHL Rasmus Dahlin is what 23 years old like right. like these are guys that are sort of learning on job and then you you, you kind of go and this team is relying on and leaning on three rookies in JJ Paterka and Jack Quinn and and obviously Owen Power it's just to me it's been impressive the hole they've been able to dig themselves out of and put themselves in this position with teams who have perennially been here the caps who've won stanley cups and you know the pittsburgh who've won Western stanley Kings, cups yeah. and the islanders who are trading for you know bo hovard and and like they're th these are teams with big time salaries and you got the sabers who are still at the floor right. so and here they are i you know seeing the sabers play and seeing them make those mistakes you know that's just gonna it goes into the to the experience side right yeah and they're gonna go ahead and build on that experience and say okay what happens next year when we don't have that eight-game losing streak? What happens next year when we finally are able to recognize mistakes before we make them and improve on everything that we're doing, whether it's, uh, you know, playing early in the season against some of these powerhouses, whether it's making sure you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, all those little things that add up to being a perennial powerhouse, like you said, like the Caps, like the Penguins were, like all those teams are. And and that's the exciting thing. Everybody's so young. And so everybody's young. under contract, and I just can't wait to see where, what the future brings. Well, Ryan, I'll let you mingle, uh, kiss some hands, shake some babies, as they say, and <laughs> right. uh, we'll have you back here uh, uh, over the next segment. We'll continue uh, as we're live here from the Legend Stars memorabilia and autograph show again at Batavia Downs. Uh, autographing getting underway right now, 11 a.m. until uh, until 3 p.m. is when Marty Baran, the last autographer of the day, goes on from 3 to 4. Mm -hmm. Again, it's $10 entry yep. for adults. 12 uh, Kids 12 and under are free if you want to bring your kids. Again, you can make a whole day of event of it here at Batavia Downs. That's the beauty of it. Um, so, Ryan, we'll, uh, we'll chat to you soon, my, uh, chat with you soon, my friend. Uh, thanks so much, Nate. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, buddy. So, Corey, uh, going back to you uh, back in, this, in the station, since I want to continue this conversation, we've got Chad Dinaminesis uh, of Expected Buffalo coming on here at 1130, joining us on our Western Hotline. Um, you know, you've obviously had a chance over the last couple of nights to watch these games. Mm -hmm. um, maybe what has stood out to you the most, Corey, because I have been – Thoroughly impressed with a team that I felt like maybe 
was ready, like maybe I was ready to board it up for the season after the Toronto game, and maybe rightfully so, and then they turn around and get four points out of a Florida trip that right now two teams, obviously Florida, you're right in the thick of things with, but then you have a Tampa Bay team right now who's you know, going to make the playoffs, going to likely play uh, Toronto in the first round, and here they are, I mean, putting up a fight in that game, and you know, again, another game where maybe you thought that they could have boarded it up, right? I mean, they, they get out to a, a, a two-goal lead, they give up a goal, they score one right back, then they give up that two-goal lead, they go to overtime, and, you know, the sort of the rest of the story there. But, like, this is a team that I, that I found incredibly resilient, even though they are so young, even though they don't have that experience, that maybe you would expect a more experienced team to maybe lean on. I don't maybe expect a young team like the Sabres to be able to dig themselves out of holes, but they've done it all season. Yeah, that's um, resilient is the right word, I feel like. Not even just inside of games, but going from game to game, right? Like, because there was a huge amount of anticipation going into that Maple Leafs game at home. And oh, then, yeah. And then they, it's a complete deflating event. Stinker. At home, again, just a terrible record at home, generally speaking. And it just doesn't matter. Just go on the road and just win again. Win two in a row against two very good teams. And one of them that you're neck and neck with and that you have to beat. Um, to get into the playoffs. So I'm glad they can just shake it off. That's cool. Um, the pace of play is great. Yeah. It's not that it, they're not winning by trapping teams to death. They win. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't go up 2 nothing and then shut it down. No. They, I'm not sure they could. They, they, honest, they thrive on a vibes-based economy. Like, they, <laughs> they, put it, they put the pedal to the floor and they go. And that's when they're right. And we, we, every time I would watch Darlene under previous administrations... I always was frustrated because, like, let the dude go. He's not yeah. being allowed to go like he needs to go. That's his skill set. And now it seems like finally there's a team that understands, like, there's a lot of d- dudes on this team that just kind of have to skate and get after it. So they do, like Jeff's, Jeff Skinner, yeah. going and getting after it. Tage Thompson is a, is a get-after-it kind of dude who n- nobody would have pegged as a get-after-it kind of dude before he showed the talent to do so, right? Absolutely nobody would have thought, yeah, Tage Thompson is the kind of guy who just let him you know, the idea that Tommy Dangle could exist is like something that only is plausible after you see it take place. Nobody yeah. would have predicted like, oh, that gigantic lumbering, you know, yeah. orc of a human being who's on the ice. He needs to cut loose and dangle and be an acrobat. That's where he's at his best. Like nobody says yes to that except the coach they've got. Yeah. So it's That's cool. It's cool to see them drop into gear even when they hit speed bumps, even because they're raw, because they're new, because they still have a lot of gaps they need to fill. But, like, the mentality is right, and that's that's honestly really cool to see. Yeah, and listen, the mentality is driven by the head coach. I mean, I, I don't maybe need to go on a rant on how much I like Don, Don Granado. I think a lot of people here like Don Granado. But it's it's his approach to losing, right? It's his approach to adversity that I think is maybe the most refreshing part of it, right? Because here's the crazy part, right? This this is a franchise that went out and, and, and decided that Ralph Kruger was the guy for them who wrote books on leadership and wrote books on, you know, literally how to lead young guys and young men. And, like, for him, for, for that to go, as, to go as poorly as it did – with the experience that he had in, in what I think this team really lacked, which was that leadership, which was the thing to say, like, hey, guys, it's okay. You're 21 years old. Mistakes will happen. Move on. This is going to be used as a positive, as an experience. And and I think looking at that has maybe 
brought a level of patience to this fan base that maybe you haven't had in years past because I, th- I think over the last couple of years you, you've looked at the, the, the issues with this team, the, the lack of winning, and, and really at times like the lack of the thing you're talking about, right, which is like the vibes, like just the lack of good feelings around the team is, you know, we talked about this on, what was it, Thursday when I, when I filled in for Mike and, and I was on with Bulldog and, you know, I, I think the question was asked, like, if the Sabres season ended, you know, yesterday and they missed the playoffs by a point, you know, would it be a success? Has the season already been, been a success? And I think it, it I, I think that I, I think my answer was, well, let me answer that question after the Florida trip. And now that I'm after the Florida trip, even if they don't make the playoffs after that run, I, I still feel the levels that this has been a a hugely successful season when you consider the development of guys like Tage Thompson, who, again, I mean, scored 38 goals last year and now is on his way to, what, 50, 55? I mean, th- that could absolutely be in play this season for Tage Thompson. You've got Dylan Cousins. He's going to score 30. He's got 25 games to get 10 more goals. But you've got four point-per-game players on this roster. There are teams that have none. Yeah, it's like there the are, 70s. Right. It's, it's, it's insane to me, like, the how this coach has set up so many players to play at the highest possible level. We talked about this team relying on not just, you know, using, but like relying on three rookie players that are playing big minutes on elevated roles in the second and third line and scoring lines in the power play um, on the PK. And then you're leaning on, you know, Owen Power, who's like averaging the second most minutes um, outside of your two, you know, obviously lumbering studs in, in Samuelson and, and Darlene. Like he's sort of your second or third most reliable defenseman. He's manning your second power play unit. Like, I, I just think that to get what they have gotten out of their young guys, I think bodes so well for the confidence you have for the future of like, this is a team that is going to continue relying on young players. They've got three first round picks from last season. You know, I think Coolidge will likely be here. If he's not here by the end of the season because of a injury or, you know, it just doesn't happen for him this year. I, I fully expect Coolidge to be on this roster next year, the way that he's played in Rochester all season. Then you get Noah Osland, you get Matt Savoy in the AHL next year, two other first round picks, one of which by the way, was a top, Top ten pick in Matt Savoy, so like, uh, just there there is a lot to like. And then you you talk about Ryan Johnson, who I think a lot of people thought and just assumed was going to, um, you know, let his contract expire or let his um, uh, his his draft status get get to the end here and, and become a free agent, sign where he wants. But now it seems like he's likely going to sign with the Sabers. We'll have Chad Dinaminisis on here from Expected Buffalo in about five to ten minutes, and we'll talk to him about Ryan Johnson and, and, and kind of what the change of heart has been. And I think maybe if you're Corey Ryan Johnson and maybe last year you're thinking about finishing out your season and and you know signing wherever you want to go sign, and then you kind of have seen the – the arc of this team move forward. You've seen this team have success, use and utilize their young players. And then I think you see a hole in the in the third pairing of this defense. And if you're Ryan Johnson, you're thinking, I went from maybe thinking this wasn't going to be my best opportunity to play right away and, and, and be developed to watch how Don Granado has developed Owen Power. Watch how Don Granado has developed, you know, Matthias Samuelson and, and Rasmus Dahlin and say, well, I would like to be a part of that developmental path. And hey, I can play meaningful hockey at the end of this season and maybe even into the playoffs and like I feel like that's a that's a great position for Ryan Johnson to be in that he probably didn't feel he was in a year ago yeah and get paid to do it like well, to, to see the guys key. to see the guys ahead of him be very young and rewarded based yeah. on talent and projection and like get long-term deals get deals that are that pay them well 
So if you're a young guy and you are drafted by the Sabres or if you are traded to the Sabres, you're probably thinking, like, if I get some ice time, and they seem like they don't mind giving ice time to kids, right? and if I prove my worth, I'm going to get compensated for it, either here or someplace else. And those are the big things that make you want to play for hockey teams. It's that kind of thing. And the Sabres are, they still got cap space. They're doing all so this work, it, and they still have a ton of cap space That's right. to still pay people for stuff. And I think if you look, if we're two or three years down the line and, and Dylan Cousins turns into a perennial 30-goal scorer and, and you know, Tage Thompson's a perennial 40-goal scorer and Matthias Samuelson's playing 26 minutes a night and is a lockdown defenseman and Owen Power, who's going to get paid this offseason, Rasmus Dahlin, who's going to get paid this offseason, you look back and you say, You've got a 30-goal scorer locked up at $7 million a year. You've got a 40-goal scorer locked up at $7 million a year. You've got one of the best, one of the top two defensemen in the league locked up at $10, $10.5 per year. And all of a sudden, the salary cap goes, starts going up. And now you're looking at a situation where you've got a bunch of Nathan McKinnons on your hand, meaning like you've got a bunch of situations where you've got guys that are sort of outperforming their contracts. And at the time, maybe you said, ooh, like that can be that, – that, that's a lot of term. That's a lot of money commitment to a player that hasn't necessarily put multiple seasons together. Well, if you are Kevin Adams, now you've sort of gotten in front of that, and now you've put yourself in a position to get real, true value – from guys that are key contributors up and down your lineup. And I think the biggest difference for me, Corey, about this season than maybe the last 10 is how much have we talked about, like, this team had been so top-heavy for so long with Eichel and Reinhardt and O'Reilly and Evander Kane and all these guys at the top of their lineup, the top two lines, and they just had nothing in their bottom six whatsoever. And now you look at them and you feel like the bottom six is partially a strength. I mean, your fourth line this year, right now anyways, after – kind of Don Granato uh, switched some things up over the last couple of weeks. I mean, you've got Tyson Jost, who I think in his own right could probably be the, this team's third-line center. Um, but I'm comfortable where he is down there with Gergensons and, um, and Oposo. Like, I, I, that fourth line is as good of a fourth line as you've had over the last decade, decade and a half. Right, and now you're playing guys where they're supposed to be played based on what they've got left in the tank, right? Gergensons, fourth-line minutes, Oposo, fourth-line minutes, but a very effective fourth-line minutes as opposed to playing Gergensons, like, on the power play and putting him on your second line. Like, now you're playing him pra- practically where he should be. And you are getting more effective use out of players by being put, uh, having them being put in positions where they're supposed to succeed. Something Paul Hamilton, which uh, credit to Paul, Paul has said that exact thing for like 10 years. Oh yeah, and I mean like we took it we took it so much for granted with Lindy Ruff and and, yeah. and years past of just knowing where guys were supposed to be and them playing there. Jeff Skinner playing on the fourth line under Kruger and just being like dumbstruck by how badly all of that was managed and now it's the complete opposite and you're seeing all these players making impacts with the minutes they're supposed to get in the positions they're supposed to get. And surprise, it's working. It's wild how that happens. It's- it is wild how all of that works, generally speaking. All right, we're going to take a timeout. On the other side, Chad Dinaminisis, expected Buffalo, is going to join us. We're going to talk about his recent piece he put up about Washington defenseman Nick Jensen. We'll get into uh, this playoff race some other targets for the Sabres as the trade deadline emerges this coming week. We've also got in this upcoming hour as well at, at noon, Matt Verderam of Fanside is going to join us at 1230. Greg Thompson of Cover One. And then at 1 o'clock, Matt Lombardo of Heavy Sports will join us as well. We've got a long afternoon here live from Batavia Downs at the Legends and Stars memorabilia and autograph show. I'm Nate Geary. This is WGR. All the sports, news, music, news, and podcasts you want are all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Brought to you by Value Home Centers for the do-it-yourselfer in you. All right, everybody, welcome. Temp check. 
What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Back to Sports Talk Saturday. Nick Erie here live from Batavia Downs Casino and Raceway at the Legends and Stars memorabilia and autograph show. Just a reminder, admission is $10 for anyone over the age of 12. Kids 12 and under are free. Adults over 18, they get a $10 back in free play at the casino as well. So uh, you spend 10 bucks, you get it back in free play over at the casino. Uh, and of course, uh, the events uh, starting today, 9.30 a.m. It goes till 4.30 tonight. And then tomorrow, uh, February 26th, it starts at 9.30 and goes until 3.30 right here at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel off Thruway Exit 48. Going to the Wester Hotline now because my man, uh, Chad Dedeminisis, joins me live, of, of course, of Expected Buffalo. And, uh, Chad, I, I said this to Ryan when we started the show. If I were to tell you that after the Toronto game, the Sabres were going to travel to Florida and pull four points in back-to-back games against Tampa and uh, and Florida, would you have would you have believed me? And if you did, what was how would that have like changed your mind about this this upcoming week with the trade deadline on the line? You know that's hard because in one sense I would have said no. <laughs> But in the other, the way this team has played all season is this is kind of their thing. They play poorly at home, and then we're like, uh, I don't know. And then they go on the road, and they win, like, all three games or two games or whatever. So on one hand, I would have said no because this trip is always bad news for them. Like, I think I looked earlier in the week, and they were, like, 4-9-1 and one on this trip going back to, to, to 2017. So not good at all. Uh, and, yeah, to get both of those games, um, impressive. I, I would have said you would have needed really good goaltending in both games, and mm-hmm. you definitely got it yesterday, and you got it at times, I guess, against Tampa. Uh, but, yeah, impressive. Impressive, and, you know, it's 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 still the trend, and hopefully Sunday, uh, tomorrow, they, they can actually put together a nice home game, so we'll be happy. You know, I think the Sabres goaltending – situation is unique in the NHL you don't see a lot of teams rotating through three goaltenders that you kind of all feel 
you know, I feel like you probably want to play Craig Anderson more, but can you at the age of 41? He's talked a lot about like the recovery period after games. It can take him a day or two to sort of feel right, but we get we get to see him sort of finish out that Toronto game, bring a little stability to that game after you know UPL had a really tough start, a couple of probably shots he should have made saves on, but. I, like, what do you? Where are you at with this goaltending situation as we head into the final sort of twenty-five game stretch here of the season, where you have a lot of important games coming up against, you know, teams that you're right in this race with. Obviously, Sunday against the Capitals. I'm expecting UPL and goal um, tomorrow against the Capitals. But like, where do you go now with this goaltender situation? As we've seen a little bit more of Eric Comrie. Obviously, we've seen a lot of UPL, and now we're seeing. Craig Anderson maybe look like the most stable of the three. Yeah, I was surprised he played yesterday. Um, I mean, I get it because it's his home coming, if, if you will, uh, where he's you know where he lives in, in the off season. So uh, I understood it, but I just think after playing in Toronto, I thought you know the way the season's gone that it wasn't going to happen. So I think on one hand, it's good news uh, that he was able to play two games that. Like, you know, close together. So that's maybe like the first time or second time he's done that all season. Uh, and it's also good news that he performed well after playing a couple days before. Yep. So those are both positives. Now, what we wait to see, and we don't, we won't ever really know unless we kind of just go by when he plays again, uh, is how his body reacts sure. after two games that close. Then we go from there. So I, I think right now, ideally, if everything is equal and he can play a little bit more. Um, so instead of once every five to seven days, maybe it's twice every five to seven days. Uh, I think that would be good for them. Now he has his off nights, like we saw in Los Angeles, you know, a week or two ago. So he's not perfect, uh, but definitely I don't think there's an argument right now that he's the best going of the three. So then that gives you, well, what do you do with the other two? Right. So Tomry has, it, it's weird. You know, it's, the numbers aren't good. Uh, no. He had some bad luck early in the year, and then he got hurt, and then he's only played, I think, four games now since he came back in December. So now he's playing a lot, which is hard to get into a rhythm. So there's that part of it. But he also really hasn't, you know, stood out, if you will. But again, like the way I put it, you know, he had the game against Tampa Bay that everybody was celebrating Lukadin for having for a month. He gives sure. up a couple eh, goals. He gives up five goals overall, but he makes those saves when you need it. And, you know, that, that's kind of what Lucan has given you, except maybe for the last two to three weeks he really hasn't given you that. So everything being equal, I think Anderson's the guy you can lean on if you can. And then really between Lucan and Comrie, you know, you kind of just see who can get hot. If Lucan's going to play Sunday and it's a big game for him, I think if he performs poorly again, I think he could be in trouble. In the sense that I wonder if they start thinking about maybe needing him down to Rochester because things are going off the rails a little bit here, but we'll see. You know, let's not get ahead of ourselves and let's see. You know, let's see who starts Sunday because if it is Comrie, then it's pretty interesting what they're going to do with Luke in. Uh, but if it is Luke in, he doesn't perform great, then you know that's another conversation to have them too. Yeah, and I think obviously this stretch of 25 games, I mean, we I think everyone's probably hyper analyzed the rest of the schedule, right? I mean, you play you play Washington on Sunday, you've got multiple games coming up against the Islanders, you've got another game coming up against Florida. Um, like there are a lot of opportunities for this team to face teams that are right here with it with them, and I think. I think you're going to learn a lot, Chad, about your goaltending situation for next year over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, you know, I think we all agree we'd like to be able to lean on Craig Anderson more, but we're just, I don't think anybody quite knows, other than Craig, uh, you know, how much he can really help this team from uh, where he is stability-wise with his body. But overall, I mean, you're looking at, 
you know, with Comrie and UPL, um, Chad, like you're looking at two guys that are likely going to be your one-two next season, and I, I, it's 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 hard because I think this is sort of the the needle that Don has been Don Granado's been threading all season long, especially with the goaltending position. It's like these are sort of your future. How do you supplement? wanting to win right now while also wanting to get young guys experience and maybe not maybe less about Comrie but more about UPL but I think you can say the same about guys like JJ Paterka and Jack Quinn and and not so much Owen Power because he doesn't really play like he's a rookie he plays like he's a three or four year veteran but like the needle that he has to thread between development and competitiveness and being in games and winning hockey games that is not easy for a team that I think is exceeding the expectations that were maybe set out for them earlier in the season. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I will say before we get off the goaltending that I, if anything, I think to this point, unless something drastically changes in the next 25 games, I, I think I'm very much in the category of UPL and Comrie cannot be my only two goaltenders next season. Like I, that that can't be what their plan is. They they're going to have to unfortunately address it again in the off season. I don't know. I don't know if that means Comrie plays in the AHL if if it comes to that with. Uh, Levi next season, or I don't know, something with Lucan in. I have no idea. But that needs to be handled in some sort of way because I don't feel comfortable at all with two of them. Uh, but overall, on, on the youth point, yeah, I, I think, you know, the good thing is that he's really hasn't all season as we're going through this, he hasn't shied away from giving those young players big minutes. I don't think that's going to change. Uh, you know, you will see in the third period of games, he'll, you know, sit Krabs, Paterka, and Quinn usually, especially if they're leading. Um, you know, for like the last five to eight minutes of the period. Uh, and a lot of teams do that because they, they, they get their veterans out, they're more defensive players to hold the lead. So that's something that's too wild. But, you know, I, I think, you know, Adam still has the approach, and I think Granado too, that, you know, while they're trying to push for a playoff spot, they still want to get these guys ice time. They want to get these guys this experience. So I think we're going to continue to see that, and I don't expect that really to change here over these last 25 games. We've got the founder of Expected Buffalo, Chad Dinaminisis, here on the Western Hotline. We're talking Sabres, talk a little last night. Uh, but, Chad, I wanted to, you know, you, you posted a piece this week about some uh, a couple of trade targets, but the one that I think you maybe most, uh, you, you kind of did the deep dive on that you posted about um, this morning is uh, Washington Capitals defenseman Nick Jensen. Before we maybe get into Jensen specifically, uh, have you has your mind changed about the task that Kevin Adams has coming up here um, in the next couple of days about how he wants to address the roster and you know do you want to make a move at the deadline do you want to stand pat um, obviously you know this team is relying a little bit more now it looks like Clegg is going to be the guy over Bryson but those two guys have been sort of both in and out of the lineup as sort of your de facto six seventh defenseman um, where where do you stand on this trade deadline coming up and and maybe what Kevin Adams should or shouldn't do and. I, I, I just have this. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure you are too, with your buddies that want to talk hockey. But you know, my my, my best friend that I talk to, you know, every day, I'll probably get a text message after this segment talking about like why aren't I, you know, yelling on air about why Kevin Adams should be making a, a significant move to bolster this this roster to sort of catapult them into maybe a, a cementing themselves in a, in a playoff position. And I, I feel so weird, kind of feeling very in the middle about it. I can see and I, I can stump for and I can make a justification they should make a trade or even a big trade at the deadline and I can also tell you with a straight face and believe it that I'm good if they don't make a move I'm good if they stand pat and they just want to continue going with this roster it's the weirdest position I think I've ever been in with this team at a trade deadline <laughs> yeah I, I get it I'm firmly in the and I've been here for a couple months now that you you got to do something like I, I don't even care if it's 
you trade Vinny Hinnestrosa for a draft pick. Like, I, I just feel like last year he didn't do anything. I can't have it again. Sure. I just I need you to just just give me something. And and I, I think now where the team is though, there has to be an addition. Like, I, I you know the fans aren't on the ice playing, but I, I think it's kind of if we get to you know, I'll say 4 o'clock because after an hour after deadline stuff come in. But if we get to 4 o'clock next Friday and they don't do anything again, I think it's going to kind of be deflating, you know, sure. in, in a sense for the fan base. Uh, so, yeah, I think overall, though, what they should and shouldn't do, um, I'm always open to a big move if it's there. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a big move there because I don't think they're going to – I don't think Meyer's realistic. Uh, I think Chickering, they, they took a couple runs at it, and that's just – Arizona won't come back down to planet Earth, so no one's going to pay that price <laughs> that they want right now. So I don't think that's going to happen. So then the good news is, though, their true desire, and in, in Adams has said it, and I've heard it, is to improve their blue line and the, the, the defense group. So the defense trade market is kind of flooded right now with a lot of options. So that's good. Uh, before I still go back to the defense, you know, I wrote an article yesterday that I think absolutely under no circumstance should they go get a goaltender. Uh, it never really ever works at the deadline, bringing in a goaltender uh, for a variety of reasons, but the data backs it up too. Like there is only like the last 2017, 14 goalies have been traded uh, and only one had a positive goal save above expected after they were traded. So don't do it. It's not going to help <laughs> you. There's no goalies out there that's going to make anything better. Right. Uh, but to quickly go back to Jensen, uh, the one I posted about today. Yeah. Yep. So, I heard about yesterday after the game actually that um, that his name is, has come up again um, in the sense again that I, I think this is not the first time they've talked to Washington about him. Uh, so you know, all I can really pull out of it is he's he's among the names they're considering. Um, I know that Adams wants to get something done sooner rather than later. Uh, I don't think he wants to wait till Friday, which is kind sure. of a good approach because uh, the price could go up on Friday if he can just get something done now. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. And Jensen, you know, I think is a perfect fit. 32-year-old, right yep. side defensive, under-50 free agent, um, probably a second or a third-round pick. It, you know, it, it's a rental. Maybe. I mean, they could re-sign him. Uh, but right now it's a rental. I know people don't love that, but you have three second-round picks. So go ahead and move on, bolster this team. He probably realistically could slide in as your, as a second-pair right shot defenseman. Uh, on this team, I bet they put him on the third pair, but, he, you know, he'd be great depth. Uh, playoff experience, veteran, and he can kill some penalties for you too. So, you know, he checks off a lot of the boxes for them. Yeah, and, and I think that to me is, I think the, the move that makes the most sense is just get yourself a second, third pair defenseman, someone on the right-hand side, because I think this team is <laughs> overloaded on the left-hand side, even though they, I think if you're Don Granado, like you've got guys that can play both sides, which is nice, you've got flexibility there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think for me, like a Nick Jensen makes a lot of sense. I, I don't know for you, and I agree with the goaltending, listen, I... I think they have what they have at goalie. I think with three goaltenders right now, you're, you do have the ability to move down UPL, which I, I don't know that is something I'm really kind of looking at because of the goaltending position, how it is, um, and n- not knowing what Craig Anderson can and, and, and might be able to give you for the rest of the season. Um, right. I thought they've played – Don Grano's played this goaltending trio about as – good as you can considering what they've given you. I, I think trying to trade for a goalie 
puts a log jam. And, and frankly, Chad, I'm not sure I want to trade or add a goaltender before I know I have Devin Levi signed and in the system. And then maybe you can make moves around that move. But like, I think for me, like the last thing I want to do is, and, and especially this goes for Eric Portillo as well, who maybe I'll, I'll ask you about here in a second. I mean, because Ryan Johnson's also an interesting name in the conversations we're talking about here. Um, but I think he's played this three goaltender situation as good as he, he, he could have, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's frust- not frustrating. I think it made it difficult at times for some of these goalies to get into a groove because they've really, you know, since Comrie came back, have funneled through all three of them. Uh, so that, that can be tough at times for a goalie to kind of get a feel of the puck and kind of get a rhythm going, and, and I understand that. But also at the same time, none of the three have really played well enough for one of them to continue to get the start. So, you know, that, that kind of falls on those individual players as well. Uh, but, yeah, I give them full credit. Uh, I think it was Freeman who actually put in one of his 32 thoughts too that it was the team itself that kind of pushed Granado and Adams to keep all three goaltenders. So um, if the team wants that and wants all three guys around, then, you know, I imagine unless something drastic happens here where, let's say, Lucan, for example, falls off the earth and just says, sure. can't do anything, uh, I would imagine all three to be here for the rest of the season. So um, I saw you, uh, and I retweeted your post earlier this week about um, Ryan Johnson uh, looking more and more like he will sign his entry level um, when Minnesota season's over. And, you know, if the Sabres don't end up making a trade for a blue liner, I mean, that could be a, a, a maybe a late season addition um, to your lineup anyways. But talk to me about, about, uh, about Ryan Johnson and, and kind of what you're hearing and uh, as we get closer and closer to the end of the college season and the NHL season and maybe what you're hearing about uh, Michigan goalie Eric Fertillo. Yeah, so Johnson, uh, I, I'll, I'll, unlike Levi, I, I won't say it's, it's 100% he's going to sign with the Sabres, uh, but I will say it's, I, from what I have heard, um, is that it, it's rather likely. Uh, so just to kind of give a quick synopsis of the whole thing, I, early in the season, uh, when the season started, it didn't sound as promising. Uh, and then as the season went along um, and Adams met with his, you know, his group, I was, I guess you could say, I don't know if you can even call him an agent yet, uh, his group, um, around the Christmas break, uh, the feedback that started to circulate uh, among the organization was that it was positive and that the thought was it was more likely than not that he was going to sign with them the season's over. So that's good. Uh, he's 21 years old. Uh, I, I think from watching him, you know, I've watched almost every game of this kid for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he is close to NHL ready. I, I think his defensive game is, is really good. Uh, you know, there's some things that he'll need to work on here or there, but his skating is excellent. I think he's a very good defender. I think he moves the puck well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with him when his season ends. Now, the University of Minnesota is the top-ranked team in college hockey right now. So, it's going to be a late season, yeah. Yeah, they're probably going to play into mid-April, you would think, unless they go out early in the tournament. Um, so I don't know if he's even going to get any Sabres games, and I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe doesn't even get any Amherst games. Uh, but we'll see. If the Sabres in the playoffs, maybe they just bring him and he kind of hangs around with them, you know, through the playoffs. If that happens, he just practices and is around the team. That's possible, too. So we'll see what happens then. Um, Portillo, yeah, on the other hand, I, I'm fairly confident that he will be going to free agency. I haven't heard anything in particular, but if you follow the insider reports and kind of just the way Adams has spoken when he rarely mentions Portillo at all, talking right. about goaltenders, I think the writing is kind of on the wall there that he will be going to free agency and he'll go somewhere else, which I'm fine with because honestly, I'm not the biggest Portillo fan. Um, 
he's having a down year at the University of Michigan and, you know, whatever, go do what you got to do. Big goaltender flops around. I don't think he's really that good positionally. Um, so I don't think that's a huge loss there. Uh, and then Levi, of course, you know, he's the crown jewel, uh, if you will. Um, he, I am 130% sure, will be signing a contract when his season is over at Northeastern. And that one we'll see, too, because Northeastern was actually, as of maybe a month ago, I was like they were not going to go to the NCAA tournament. But with how well Levi has played as of late, you know, winning the beanpot, and he's turned back yep. as the guy he was last season, uh, he's dragged them up in their pairwise pair ranking. So barring some run of crazy conference winners, um, right now, it could change, but right now it looks like the Northeastern is going to be in the tournament. So that also probably puts him around early April. Um, he'd be available to find. So, real quick, last thing for you, Chad. I want to ask you about uh, some Yuri uh, Kolich because uh, mm. they score eight goals the other night. Uh, what does he have? Two goals and an assist, three points. Um, is is he kind of maybe the next guy? How about this? If you started the year, I'm not sure where you had him in terms of like where you would have ranked him amongst the Sabers' young prospects going into the guys that weren't going to play in the NHL. Is he at the top of your list going into next season as maybe the guy, the next guy that that breaks the NHL lineup next year? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's crazy. His at World Juniors were insane, by the way. Maybe the most under-talked-about yeah. player in the World Juniors because Connor Bedard's playing, and that's no fault of his. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he's one of the best players on the Czech team, um, you know, and, and he's been really good in the AHL year. He kind of was slow coming back from the World Juniors, but he's picked it up again. He, he's been arguably one of the Amherst best players. Um, you know, I said to somebody recently that, you know, he's 18 years old and he's Jack Quinning, the AHL. Uh, so that's, you know, awesome to see. And, yeah, I, I would rank him right now probably one or two um, in, in the Sabres prospects that aren't in the NHL. So, you know, that, that's a great pick um, at 28 where they got him. You know, it's, the whole backstory is funny. They, they said they had him right there with Austin. They decided to go with Austin a little bit earlier in the draft, and they tried to trade back up the whole first round to get him. And then look at that, he falls at 28, and then have to do that. So, um, no, they had their eyes on him all the way, and, and it's really it, – it's exciting. Well, it, it'll be interesting because, you know, a lot of the guys, I think they want to bring back for next season. Um, there's not a lot of holes that will right. be open, but they're going to have to find a spot for him. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle the roster in the summer. All right, Chad, appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me, chatting Sabres. Exciting uh, times coming up here in the next couple of weeks, obviously uh, – NHL trade deadline Friday. So uh, tell the folks what you got coming up, where they can find your work if they don't, for some reason, know already. Yeah, so uh, expectedbuffalo.com is the site, and expected the Expected Buffalo podcast is our podcast we have. Um, so, yeah, Anthony, Eddie, and I um, are going to keep pounding out, you know, a lot of content. You know, the other day I tweeted, I think we're up to 24 days in February, and we've posted 22 articles this month. So we're kind of in a groove right now. Um, you know, a lot of draft, not draft, a lot of trade content. I'm assuming we'll get out this week, depending on where things go, and then also just team coverage as well too, because we are in the middle of a playoff race. I think for the first time, I've been covering the Sabres in you know, eight eight years now. Uh, this is the first time I've legitimately been in a playoff race, so it's a little bit different for us. But uh, you know, we're enjoying it. So you know, come along and enjoy the ride with us because it'll be a fun here. Last 25 games. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate you, buddy. Enjoy your weekend. All right. Thanks. You too. Yep, Chad Dinaminesis there of Expected Buffalo on the Western Hotline. I'm going to take a timeout, get a quick segment coming back. Ryan Hasenauer will join me again, kind of go through who we've got up on stage here at the Legends and Stars memorabilia and autograph show live from Batavia Downs here on WGR.
everybody, welcome back. we got a quick segment here. We're live from the Legend and Stars memorabilia and autograph show at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel. And joining me, my partner in crime, Ryan Hasenauer. Um, so, Ryan, what do we got uh, our Saturday portion? We are approaching the 12 o'clock hour. In fact, it is about 12 o'clock now, which means we've got some late 90s, early 2000s bills here. That's right. You got Doug Flutie and you got Scott Norwood with Piros Price and Antoine Smith on deck here. I just saw as I can, you know, I'm running all over the place taking care of things uh, throughout the building as I do on a day like today. Um, you know, Doug Flutie just paneling around with some kids, just like kid having like a Batman thing. But you couldn't pick him about. out though because he's the same size as the kids. <laughs> that was a good one. Quick burn. That was a <laughs> It's, it's doing well here. That's, it's killing with the audience yeah. here in the park place. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's the other thing that I that I talk about and I talked about briefly, I think, with uh, Jer as well, is the ex- the experience that you have as a person who's a fan, whether you're bringing your kids or whether you're just bringing yourself. I have a friend named Tony who uh, lives in Buffalo, and he came here to meet Michael Irvin one time, and it was, like, the best. He was so excited to meet Michael Irvin. He had Michael Irvin's uh, Miami Hurricanes jersey on. Michael Irvin was so excited to see that, that somebody was wearing that. Yeah. And they, they talked and bantered around for a while. He had paid for a, um, a photo opportunity to, to uh, where Nate and I are in the Park Place room. There is a photo booth, if you will, uh, where you can pay to have, like, a, a – not a, like it's a professional shot. Sure. Uh, just a, like you have glamour time. shot. A glamour shot. Because you're going up here talking to these guys. You're talking to them across from the table. They're signing your autograph. It's quick. Uh, and it's quick. Yeah. You know, it's 30 seconds or whatever it's going to be. But you're going to have a little bit more time with them over here if you're paying for that meet and greet experience. And to see the smiles on people's faces, to, you know, I was in the building when you did this. And it's just, it, it makes everybody feel good because you're connecting with somebody who you associate positive experiences with. Yep. I know that the guys appreciate it. I know every single one of them loves hearing. Uh, as as all of us would, hearing about it at the time that you made someone else feel great, you know. So no doubt about it. It's um it's just a really great experience to see that, and you know, it came up on my timeline. We were talking about that earlier. I came up on my timeline um, from a years past, two weeks before the pandemic hit, or maybe a month before, whatever it was. Josh was here for the last time, mm-hmm. and Josh high fived my son. And I have it on video of him high-fiving my son, signing my son's ball that's got all the 90s bills on yep. it. You know, that ball will never go anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's going to be Theo's forever. And, wow. I mean, to watch that video and be like, you know, and he gave him a good high-five, too. And Josh, sure. and Josh, you know, was talking to my son. And he's like, this is so cool. And and he was so good with all the kids. And all these guys are. Yeah, they're they so are. good with all these kids. There's kids right in front of us right now that are getting ready to get stuff signed. And I know they're going to be pumped. So it's it's just great. It's just great. Speaking of uh, Sabres vibe, starting at 2 o'clock, that's when the run on Sabres. So we've got Rick Jenneret here, 2 to 3 o'clock. Brad May, who's in town. Uh, he was doing some media runs this week. He's in town for this event. He'll be here 2.30 to 3.30. Razor, 2.30 to 3.30. And then uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the, uh, the, the media mogul himself, Marty right. Baran, 3 to 4, uh, closing things off for today. We're going to take a timeout. On the other side, we've got Mad Verderam, a fan side, to coming on. We'll switch gears. We'll talk a little Chiefs and Bills, the state of the top of the AFC, and uh, switch gears to football a little bit this upcoming hour. We'll also walk you through uh, who we've got this afternoon as well. As, as it relates to football, Kyle Williams will be here today at 1.30 as well. Speaking of legends and stars. The Legends and Stars memorabilia and autograph show here live at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel. I'm Nate Geary. That's Ryan Hasenauer. We're here all day until 2 o'clock here on WGR.
The only way you can take WGR Sports Radio 550 with you is the free Odyssey app. Download it today and listen to us anytime, anywhere. Brought to you by Value Home Centers for the do-it-yourselfer in you. If you're Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 